And hello, my friends, Sean Vig, SeanVigFitness.com. Welcome to Zen Yoga, your Yen Zoga routine. Doe, a deer, a female deer. Eat, sleep, links, repeat. This is the Atari Lynx Handicast. This is episode 04, Gates of Zendocon. And once again, here is your host, Mark Little. Thank you, Monty. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Handicast. In this episode, I'll be covering part number PA2023, Gates of Zendokan by Atari Corp. It's one of the five launch titles released for the original Atari Lynx console during the fall of 1989. Included in this episode is a complete rundown of the gameplay, music, and sound effects for Gates of Zendokan. And I'll also highlight reviews of the game, and I'll provide information about the prices that collectors can expect to pay for a Gates of Zendokan cartridge on eBay and other retailers. And also I have some feedback about Gates of Zendokan from some of my loyal listeners. And by the way, thank you so much if you've submitted feedback for this or any previous episodes of The Handicast. So, without further ado, let's talk about today's game and one of my favorite Lynx titles, Gates of Zendokan. Vital Statistics Gates of Zendocom was released by Atari Corp. in October of 1989 at an initial retail price of $34.99 US. It is a 128KB stereo cartridge, available initially in the flat style, then later in the ridged style, and finally even later in the curved lip style cartridge. Gates of Zendocon is a horizontal scrolling space action shoot 'em up for one player. There are 52 levels, or universes, in the game, plus a final boss level which ends the game. The screenplay field orientation is landscape. Interestingly, Gates of Zendokan can only be played on the Atari Lynx. It was never ported to any other systems. Now let me talk a little bit about the carton. The game was released in a standard tab carton in full color. It was available initially in a large carton, 7 and 5 8 inches high by 5 and a half inches wide by 7 8 inches deep. 
Then later on, it was released in a regular size carton, 5 and 3 eighths inches high, by 4 and 3 eighths inches wide, by 7 eighths inches deep. Both carton sizes included a vertical gray band with faux embossed Lynx font X's along the right-hand side of the carton. And a regular size carton was also released even later with larger cover art and no vertical gray band at all. And as far as is known, Gates of Zendocom was never released in a blister pack. My personal copy is housed inside the regular sized carton with the gray vertical band included. It even has a price sticker from Lionel Playworld, a now defunct toy retail chain that lost out to Toys R Us in the toy retail market in 1993. The price sticker on my copy says $34.97. I'll describe now the front of the carton for Gates of Zendocon. Across the top of the carton is the standard gray and black cartouche that includes the Atari Fuji logo in white on the left corner with the Lynx yellow and red broken font logo taking up most of the top of the cartouche. Below the Lynx logo are the words Video Game Card in white block letters. The carton cover art includes a triangular wedge-shaped spaceship flying from lower left to upper right in orbit over a red cratered planet. The ship is firing a laser at an unknown object in the distance that is obscured by a white exploding cloud. Also in the distance are various objects such as a flying saucer, large blocks of what appears to be monolithic blue ice, and several green spiked metal balls that resemble World War II era underwater mines. In the center of the art is depicted a portal from the game, which resembles a large gaping toaster oven with red and yellow stripes inside. Across the top of the cover art are the words Gates of Zendokan in stylized yellow and orange block letters. I do not have information about the cover artist, but I suspect that it might have been Chris Kenyon. And I'll tell you why I think so when I get to the fun facts segment of this episode. The back of the carton is laid out like this. Across the top is a smaller version of the standard gray and black cartouche, without the Atari Fuji logo from the front of the carton. Below that is an actual screenshot from the game showing the ship shooting a laser from the left with an explosion in the center. Below the screenshot is the same Gates of Zendokan title from the front of the carton in stylized block letters in yellow and orange. Below the title are three paragraphs describing the game, and I'll read those to you right now. The hideous spider Zendokan captured you and sent you deep into its web of 51 deadly universes. You must survive each universe and its hostile alien inhabitants if you hope to return home. You will find allies along the way. If you can free Zendokan's alien slaves, they will help you search for the gates that will transport you from one universe to the next. Can you survive Zendokan's challenge? You must survive. Your reward for success is the chance for sweet revenge, a duel to the death with the evil spider itself. Below these paragraphs at the bottom of the back of the carton is the Atari Fuji logo in black on the left, the Atari Corp and Epics Incorporated copyright information in the center bottom, and the usual FBI seal on the bottom right bordered at the top with the words winners don't use drugs and at the bottom with the words William S. Sessions, Director FBI. The Gates of Zendokan manual is a folded six-page manual in monochrome. It was initially available in a large booklet, 6 and 5 eighths inches high by 4 and 3 quarters inches wide. Later releases of the game included a regular size booklet, 4 and 7 eighths inches high by 3 and 3 quarters inches wide. This is the manual that I have. In both sizes of the manual, the front includes a version of the carton cover in monochrome, although the Lynx logo is outlined in light red. 
The first inside page of the manual includes four paragraphs that outline the premise of the game, along with getting started instructions. Those instructions continue on to the next inside page, which also includes the heading Escape the Deadly Web in white letters within a light red band across the top. The bottom of that page includes a monochrome rendered screenshot of the alien base that links each of the game's 52 levels. The last inside page includes instructions under the heading Playing the Game. After that, the page on the outside of the manual is a list of instructions under the heading Movement and Combat. These instructions include silhouettes of the four friendly alien weapons so that you can identify them easily in the gameplay. They are the Flying Eyeball, Death Arising, the Cosmic Destroyer, and the Sonic Dart. The back of the manual includes brief instructions under the headings Strategy and Scoring. And finally, the bottom of the page includes the Atari Fuji logo and the Atari Corp and Epic's incorporated copyright information. As far as I can ascertain, the Gates of Zendokan manual was released in the United States in an English-only version. It's possible that there may have been other language manuals released in other countries. I do know that there was a blue Japanese-only manual released with the game in Japan. Coming to a screen near you. In over 4,000 colors. With full stereo sound. On the largest portable video game screen in the world. Free. Only on Atari Lynx. Batman Returns. A $50 value. Free with any purchase of the Atari Lynx game system. Now for a limited time only. Fun facts. In rarity, Atari Age gives a flat style cartridge of Gates of Zendokan a rarity of 4, which means scarce plus, which means it's getting harder to find. It may be difficult to track down all the scarce plus cartridges if you are only hunting locally. For that reason, you may have to resort to online resources to track down all of these, although you should be able to pick them up inexpensively. Atari Age gives the ridged style cartridge a rarity of 5, which means it's rare. You don't see these every day unless you're really lucky. You're just getting into the rare territory and you will probably have to do some trading or online buying to acquire all these cartridges. Expect to pay in the 10 to $20 range on the collector market for these titles. And Atari Age gives the curved lip style cartridge of Gates of Zendokan a rarity of two, which means it's common plus, almost as ubiquitous as common, but may vary slightly from collector to collector. Even beginning collectors can find almost all of these without much difficulty. AtariGamer.com gives the flat style cartridge a rarity of 22 out of 100, which means it's common, a little harder to find and starting to get some value. Atari Gamer gives the ridged style cartridge a rarity of 25, also common. And Atari Gamer gives the curved lip style cartridge a rarity of 15, which means it's abundant, readily available, but getting a little more interesting. Rarityguide.com gives Gates of Zendokan a rarity of 32% out of 100%, though please keep in mind that this website is copyrighted 2012 and may not include the most up-to-date information. Under high scores, my own high score of Gates of Zendokan is 127,291. I reached level 48, which is known as Universe XTNT. Highscore.com only lists two high scores achieved in emulation for this game. 
2,041,900 points by user 6SIXX in Sweden on October 11, 2014, and 3,479,300 points by user S.Baz in Eugene, Oregon on October 31, 2014. There are 13 pages of cheats, tips, hints, and one Easter egg for Gates of Zendokan in the Atari Lynx Hint Book, which was published by Atari in 1993 for Lynx game developers. Now, I won't bore you with reading all of them, but just know that I have a link to the PDF of the book in the Lynx links. Just look at pages 37 through 49. The tips and cheats are very thorough, and they will help you easily get through the game should you get stuck on any particularly difficult level, as I did. I would like to read the Easter egg, though, as tomorrow is Easter as of today's recording date. On level 28, the floor restricts the ship to the top half of the playfield. However, there is an Easter egg which allows you to access another gate below the floor, and here's how you find it. Immediately put on your shields and move the ship down to kill the alien tanks. Then start dropping bombs, using your shields when necessary to kill newly appearing aliens. You will notice at one point that the bombs appear to go through the floor. At this location is an invisible hole through which you can fly your ship. It will probably take a few tries before you get through because the hole is rather small. Once you get through, you maneuver through a couple of minor obstacles and then you find the gate. It leads you to the Easter egg level, whose name is blank 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 or four spaces. This level therefore can't be accessed directly as the others can because its name cannot be entered. In this universe, you get to fight the heads of the designers of Gates of Zendokan. They'll be attacking you from every direction and it will be the mugs of the programmers and Lynx developers with their names and initials floating beneath their disembodied heads. So if you have this game, you may want to try this Easter egg out. I'm 82 years old, but as you can see, I'm very active for my age. I exercise, I eat right, but sometimes I need something more. That's why I talk to my doctor about tube tunes. Tube Tunes is an approved prescription podcast for those active men and women of all ages who suffer from mild to severe bouts of television theme music withdrawal or TTMW. This rare non-genetic disorder is easily treatable for most sufferers, especially if it is diagnosed in its early stages. Tube Tunes is not a cure for TTMW, but studies have shown that this podcast is more than 73% effective in reducing the common symptoms of TTMW, such as nostalgia, melancholia, absent-mindedness, and excessive humming of TV theme music without apparent cause. Tube Tunes is not for everyone. The podcast is not recommended for those suffering from tone deafness or an acute aversion to recorded TV theme music, both current and from the past. Do not listen to Tube Tunes if you're more than 10 months pregnant, if you were born in a month with a K in it, or if you possess an inexplicable fondness for Brussels sprouts. Side effects include an increase in memory, nostalgic effervescence, toe tapping, and even singing. Ask your doctor if Tube Tunes is right for you. Tube Tunes worked for me, and it could work for you too. My TTMW is in check, I've become ebullient, and my girlfriend says that even my sex life has improved. Tube Tunes is the only podcast that has helped me get my life back. Thanks, Tube Tunes. 
Get a prescription today for TubeTunes at TubeTunes.net or at your local iTunes or Stitcher store and start living today. Use only as directed. Credits. The developer for Gates of Zendokan was Epix Incorporated, the original creators of the handy game console that was later released by Atari as the Lynx. The creator of the game was M. Peter Engelbright, also known as just Peter Engelbright. At Epix, after performing programming and engineering work for both Winter Games and Summer Games in 1987, he worked on two other Atari Lynx games. He did the level design on Chips Challenge and he did both the original design of and art for Todd's Adventures in Slime World. There are no other individuals credited in-game for Gates of Zendokan. However, included in a review written by Mike Kosher and posted in the June 1990 issue, or issue 11, of Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine, is an allusion that R.J. Michael and Dave Needle from Epix were involved with the production of the game, along with R.G., whom I can't identify, Tom, probably Tom Schumacher, and LX, undoubtedly LX or Alex Rudis. I'll read the entire brief review in the reviews and ratings segment of this episode. Let's move on to the music though. I'd like to sample some excerpts of the music from Gates of Zendokan for you now. And although I'm not quite sure, I do believe that this music was composed by LX or Alex Rudis, whom I've highlighted in past episodes. Rudis worked on the music and or sound effects with or without Bob Vieria for at least 12 Atari Lynx games, Blue Lightning, Electrocop, Rampage, Gauntlet the Third Encounter, California Games, Chips Challenge, Shanghai, Miss Pac-Man, Clax, and Hard Driving. The first sample we're going to listen to is the opening in-game title music for Gates of Zendokan. Here it is.
Here now are the sound effects for the Zendokan itself, laughing as it drops bubbles or eggs, and it can be found after the opening screen and title music. <laughs> This now is the in-game music and sound effects for the first level of Gates of Zendokan, entitled Bass, B-A-S-E. Now we'll listen to the in-game music and sound effects for the second level of Gates of Zendokan, entitled ZYBX. This is the in-game music and sound effects for the third level of Gates of Zendokan, entitled XRXS. This is the in-game music and sound effects for the fourth level of Gates of Zendokan, entitled A-N-E-X.
Now we'll listen to the in-game music and sound effects for the fifth level of Gates of Zendokan, entitled Neat, N-E-A-T. Now we'll listen to the in-game sound effects for the final boss level of Gates of Zendokan. And finally, this is the in-game music for the closing, the end title screen for Gates of Zendokan. games for total satisfaction. It'll blow you away. Links, more fun and games from Atari. 
playing the game. Here's what the manual says about the basic premise of Gates of Zendokan. The droids of your old nemesis, the evil spider Zendokan, captured you. Zendokan itself sentenced you to wander its web of deadly universes. Zendokan's universes are connected by a web of transporter gates and alien bases. Zendokan orders its droids to transport you to an alien base on the first of the 51 interconnected universes and to give you a starship. You must survive dangerous universes inhabited by hostile aliens while searching for transporter gates. When you find a transporter gate, fly through the gate into another universe. You will find allies in Zendokan's universes. Aliens held as slaves by Zendokan's minions will help you if you can free them. They will follow your ship, aiding you with strange weapons unlike any you have ever encountered. Will you survive Zendokan's challenge? You must survive. Your reward for success is the chance for sweet revenge. A duel to the death with the evil spider itself. And now from the manual, here's how you begin the game itself. When you press on, the Gates of Zendokan title screen will appear. If desired, you can select a specific universe in which to start. You press Option 1. Four letters display along the bottom of the screen. Move the joypad left or right to move between the four letters. When you've selected a specific letter, move the joypad up or down to show the letters of the alphabet. Once you've selected all four letters, then you select the level of difficulty. Please note that if you do not select a specific universe, you will start in the first universe. Next, select a difficulty of play. You can press A for easy or B for hard. In easy play, the game action is slower and your spacecraft is better protected against attack. However, you do not accumulate points as quickly as you do at the hard level of play. The game will begin after you select the difficulty level. The elevator takes you to your ship. Press right on the joypad to fly your ship from the first alien base. To enhance play, the following optional game controls allow you to modify the display, control music output, pause, and to restart the game. Of course, you can press the option 2 and pause buttons to flip the screen 180 degrees for left-handed play. To pause the game, you'll press the pause button, of course, and then you repeat to resume the play. To toggle the music on and off, just press option 2. And to return to the title screen and restart the game, you just press option 1 and pause together. Now here's how you actually play the game, again from the manual. The object of the game is, of course, to survive Zendokan's deadly universes, or levels, and to ultimately find and destroy Zendokan. You begin the game on a landing platform in an alien base. Press right on the joypad to fly your ship out of the base and into space. Destroy all enemy aliens that you encounter. Hits from alien fire cause the following damage to your ship. The first hit will destroy your shield. The second hit will wipe out your ship's lasers. And the third hit explodes your ship, your alien followers, and you. After your ship explodes, you return, with one less life of course, to the landing platform of the last base you visited. You receive a new, fully equipped ship. You begin the game with five lives. The number of lives remaining appears on the lower left side of each alien base. You acquire additional lives at some of the bases. The game is over when you receive a third hit with no lives remaining. There is at least one transporter gate in each universe. Some universes have multiple gates that lead to different universes. Since you cannot go back through the gate you entered, you must fly forward to find the next gate. Each transporter gate leads to an alien base. Alien bases serve as the entrances to new universes. The name of each universe appears at the bottom of that universe's alien base. Each universe contains one alien base. When you enter a new base, your spaceship hovers over the upper landing platform. 
If you have lost your shield or laser, you can land on the upper platform to get a new, completely armed ship. But be careful. If you land on the platform when the force field appears, your ship explodes and destroys you and all the alien followers. If you land successfully, you descend the platform elevator to the new ship waiting on the lower platform. Your alien allies will follow your new ship. If you do not need a new ship, you can press the joypad to the right to pass through the base. Also note, if you return to the base because aliens in space have completely destroyed your ship, you will not have the option of landing on the upper platform. You automatically board the ship on the lower platform. Now I'll outline from the manual your weapons, including the friendly alien weapons. Press the joypad to move your ship in the direction you wish to fly. And here are some of the ship's weapons. Your spacecraft is armed with two weapons and one shield weapon. The neutrino laser shoots a long, thin horizontal beam. Hold down the B button to fire the neutrino laser. Photon bombs drop slowly in a downward arc. Press B to fire a photon bomb. Note both the neutrino laser and the photon bomb have unlimited ammunition. Blast away! The destructor shield not only protects your ship from damage, but also destroys some enemies coming into contact with it. The destructor shield bounces away from those enemies it cannot destroy. Hold down the A to activate the destructor shield. Please note that the destructor shield can overheat. When overheated, you have no shield. Turn off the shield to allow it to cool. Now we're here some of your friendly alien weapons. In addition to your ship's weapons and shield, you can acquire alien allies and their weapons when you rescue these aliens from enslavement. The first one is the flying eyeball that hovers below your craft and shoots fireballs horizontally. Then there's Death Arising, which shoots a laser beam straight up. Cosmic Destroyer seeks out and crashes into enemy aliens. And the Sonic Dart, the most powerful weapon, emits deadly sonar waves. Rescue the aliens from Zendokan and they will aid you. To rescue these aliens, shoot whatever is enslaving them. You must also touch Death Arising and the Sonic Dart with your spacecraft to complete the rescue. Enemy fire can destroy your alien followers. You press the B button to activate the weapons of your alien allies, and to fire the sonic dart, hold down the B button. Here are some strategies listed in the manual to help you play Gates of Zendokan. On the first level, the first transporter gate leads to easy levels. The second transporter gate leads to more difficult levels. Some aliens can only be destroyed by a specific weapon. Pulsing alien sucker beasts are extremely dangerous. Fly through the jaws of death. Snakes squeal when injured. Shoot the static blob's red eye and shoot crawling eyes more than once. Bubbles can push you into trouble. And the last strategy listed, and the last strategy listed, shoot the last alien in the eye. Finally in the manual are some scoring tips. You earn 1 to 495 points when you destroy aliens, depending on the type of alien. You receive 100 points when you reach a new alien base in the easy levels, or 10,000 points when you reach a new alien base in the hard levels. about the things that interest me. So what interests me? Movies from the 80s, 
anthology TV shows, and just a bunch of random junk like the Atari 2600, the Nintendo, comic books, and all that good stuff from my childhood. So if you are interested in the things I'm interested in, come to McCoyCast.wordpress.com or find the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Reviews and Ratings In reviews, here's the conclusion of a 2018 review by John MC, or John Mick, of JMac Productions that was posted on AtariGamer.com. John says, In conclusion, I find Gates of Zendokan to be a pretty decent shooter overall. Sure, it's a bit slow in feel, and easy mode won't challenge everyone, but it's got some great graphics, fun sound, friendly aliens, and strong gameplay. Plus, awesome variety in levels and password integration. My recommendation with this title is the same as Ninja Gaiden. Try it on hard when you first buy the game, or when you finish it on easy. That will give you a much faster and deeper challenge. Overall, if you're a shooter fan, it's worth giving Gates of Zendokan a go. It's no Zarlor Mercenary, but it has its own appeal, and is great fun for casual gamers and serious gamers alike. Zap! He says... John Mick gives Gates of Zendokan the following ratings out of 10. Graphics, he gives a 9. Sound, 7. Controls, 8.5. Challenge, 7. Playability, 7. And an overall rating of 7 out of 10. On MobyGames.com, users gave Gates of Zendokan the following ratings out of 5. Gameplay, 3.8. Graphics, 3.8. Personal Slant, 3.7 and sound and music 3.7, with an overall rating of 3.8 out of 5. I've posted a link to the Internet Archive listing of a review by Marshall Rosenthal in the February 1990, or issue 27, of the Games Machine magazine in the UK. He says, For a game that plays on a 2-inch square screen, Zendokan is remarkably sleek and sophisticated. Rosenthal gives the game a rating of 92 out of 100. Check the links links to read the entire review. Also on the Internet Archive is a review of Gates of Zendokan, misspelled as Zendokan in the headline, in the March 1990 issue of Zero Magazine. The reviewer says, For a portable horizontal scrolling blast-em-up, there's just nothing to beat Zendokan. The reviewer gave the game a score of 90 out of 100, and you can also read the entire review by clicking on the link in the links links. On VideoGameCritic.com, the reviewer in a 2003 review gives Gates of Zendokan a rating of D-, although 39 readers on the same site rate it a C+. The reviewer says, The dull, unsatisfying stages are endless parades of enemies moving in predictable patterns. I especially hate when they line up single file, preventing you from getting a shot at them. It's hard to believe that Gates of Zendokan was playtested at all. It seems like very little thought was put into the stage designs. And what's up with the music? Is that an accordion I hear? Please make it stop. When Gates of Zendokan is finally over, you're awarded with a huge seven-digit score, but it doesn't mean much. Wow, he didn't like that very much, did he? Veteran writer Robert A. Jung wrote on IGN in 1999, This game makes a strong argument for not judging a book by its cover. Underneath the average graphics and average sound is a well-rounded, pretty diverse action game just waiting to be discovered. 
there is very little that hasn't been seen before, but for players who are looking for a stereotypical shoot-it-if-it-moves title, and there are enough of those out there for any platform, Gates of Zendokan is a good buy. The full review can be found linked in the links links. On the Internet Archive is a review of Gates of Zendokan in the December 1990 issue of Start Magazine, the official magazine of the Atari ST line of 16-bit computers. The reviewer, Clayton Walnum, describes the game as the obligatory, horizontally scrolling outer space shoot-'em-up. And he said it would only appeal to fans of the genre due to its limited depth and weak use of the Lynx hardware. A link to the full review can be found in the Lynx links. Ryan Geno at Down and Dirty Reviews had this to say about Gates of Zendokan. I was expecting the worst here, but Atari's Gates of Zendokan was actually a fairly decent shooter that packs a lot of depth for a game of this genre. Although the action can get a little repetitive at times, since there are tons of stages here, but the game can be a very long and challenging quest to shoot crap. He gave the graphics a 7, the sound a 3, and the gameplay a 7. The reviewer at Illusionware.it says this about Gates of Zendokan. Surprising horizontal shooter with great zooming and rotation of sprites and awesome parallax scrolling. Bottom line, the ultimate Lynx showcase. Own it. And he gave it a rating of 9 out of 10. Virio Gilvis at Kalesin's Mostly Old School RPG Discussion Board said this in 2012 about Gates of Zendokan. Since there are a lot of classic gaming and space shooter game fans on this board, I was wondering if any of you had heard of the Gates of Zendokan. Released by Epix in 1989 for the Atari Lynx, it featured impressive graphics, audio, and level design for its day, especially for a handheld system. It is also notable for having a secret stage where you can shoot at the floating heads of the design team. I was introduced to this game in my pediatric dentist's waiting room a long time ago. He had two Game Boys and a Lynx. Since the Game Boys were both running Tetris, a game I was already intimately familiar with, I went for the Lynx instead. I had almost forgotten about this game until I recently saw a YouTube video with gameplay footage and remixes of four of the game's audio tracks. Check it out! Steve Fulton, in a 2013 blog page at Gamasutra.com entitled 12 Atari 7800 Lynx Jaguar Games That the Next Owners of Atari Should Consider Remaking, described Gates of Zendokan as a game worthy of being updated and released. In the article, he says, This scroller was one of the most innovative shooters of its time. There were 51 levels, but you did not play them successfully. Jump gates, some hidden, would transport you to the different levels with different challenges. As a modern shooter, this game had all the necessary parts, i.e., bosses, and extra weapons, with an interesting play mechanic to boot. Some of the levels had cerebral puzzles that required things like shooting through solid objects to make a path for yourself, something I've always found very enjoyable. The key to the game was finding the right gate that would lead to the final battle with Zendokan. This was a unique action game that screamed for a more powerful sequel that never came. And as I stated previously, I found a letter written by Mike Kosher in the June 1990 issue, issue number 11, of Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine about the secret designer's room in the Gates of Zendokan. Here's what he said. Does the Gates of Zendokan ever make you mad? With this tip, you can reap revenge on the designers. Turn on your links and put in this code, T-R-Y-X. At the beginning of this stage, turn on your destructor shield and fly down at the floor. Ram through the floor in between the parts of the floor that stick down. Fly past a couple of traps, 
go in the gate and you'll be in a nameless bonus stage where you can get all of the power-ups and fight the heads of the designers. Attacking you from every direction will be the mugs of programmers and Lynx developers, with their names and initials floating beneath their disembodied heads. Some of the dangerous designers include Peter, RJ, Dave, RG, Tom, and LX. Most of these inhuman-looking creatures weave up and down as they move from the right to the left side of the screen. Rack up some bonus points as well as Sweet Revenge. And that was written by Mike Kosher of Dunlow, Pennsylvania. Finally, here's my own review of Gates of Zendokan. I love this game. It was one of the first titles I wanted to get from my links, and when I got it, I was not disappointed at all. The gameplay is fun, the graphics are phenomenal, the stereo sound effects will blow you away when wearing headphones, and the artwork is something to behold. I love how in some of the levels, universes as they're called, the sprites and backgrounds are so organic looking that they look actually alive. There's no end of fun in playing this title. My only nitpick is about the speed of the ship. It is sometimes very slow, but I've only ever played the game in its easy setting. Once I get through all 52 universes in the easy mode, and I succeed in destroying the boss, I'll try the hard mode, which I understand is a bit faster paced. For graphics, I give Gates of Zendokan a rating of 5 out of 5. For gameplay, I give it a rating of 4.5 out of 5. For music, I give it a rating of 4 out of 5. For sound effects, I give it a rating of 5 out of 5. And for an overall rating, I give the game a 4.6 out of 5. I like Link. The screen is bigger. I like Link's. More can play at the same time. Link's has 16 pies. I mean beats. I like Game Boy. Three out of four characters prefer Link's. Buy Link's now. Get NFL game free. Prices. On eBay, there were six loose single cartridges sold of Gates of Zendokan. They ranged in price from $8.74 to $19.67. Interestingly, all of them came from sellers outside the U.S. Also on eBay, there was one loose cartridge sold in a lot. That lot sold for $26.09. It included loose cartridges of Crystal Mines 2, Warbirds, and Checkered Flag. There were two single cartridge manual combos sold on eBay, one at $12.79 and one at $12.95. There were eight single CIB copies sold on eBay, ranging in price from $12.30 to $49. The most expensive one came from Japan with the blue Japanese manual. There were two CIB copies of Gates of Zendokan sold in a lot on eBay. One sold at $150 that included a Lynx 2 console, an AC power adapter, a battery pack, and a CIB copy of Steel Talons. And there was one lot sold at $32 with CIB copies of Kung Fu, Ishido, Chips Challenge, and two CIB copies of Rampart. Pricecharting.com averages, loose cart sold for $19.59 average, CIB copies sold for $19.39 average, New copies sold for $19.45, carton-only copies sold for $7.76, and manual-only copies sold for $4.85. There are a few retailers that may or may not be still selling new copies of Gates of Zendokan. Telegames in the UK is still selling sealed CIB copies of Gates of Zendokan for £30, or $42.08 US, in today's exchange rate. Best Electronics is selling sealed CIB copies for $14.95 if they still have them in stock. 
and BNC Computer Visions is selling sealed CIB copies for $30, but note that the price list for BNC was last updated on September 23, 2016, so it may no longer be available there. I'm Marvin Fornortner, and I'm a Victoria's Secret male model. I live a whirlwind life, jetting from Paris to New York to Monte Carlo for modeling engagements. The work is tough and demanding, as there is always a gala fashion show just around the corner. So how do I relieve all the stress and sexual tension that a Victoria's Secret male model lifestyle piles on top of me? I just sit back with a cup of Earl Grey tea, close my eyes, and listen to the Tube Tunes podcast. It helps me realize what's really important in life. So when your hectic life is keeping you from stopping to smell the roses, log on to iTunes and Stitcher and download Tube Tunes, and it will really help you stop and listen to the themes. And believe me, it will take your mind off the drudgery of a beach filled with bikini-clad hotties. I mean it. You should do it. Do it now. It's not hard. Well, it might be. <laughs> wink, wink. Listen to Tube Tunes and just watch that filthy glamour and decadence melt away. Oh, by the way, Cindy Crawford told me that she listens to Tube Tunes. You know what her favorite theme song is? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Go figure. Beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Links Notes. This is a new segment I'm calling Links Notes. This segment will include any news that I have about the Atari Lynx or about Atari in general, if I think it might be interesting to my loyal listeners. I'll also include any announcements that I or my listeners might want to impart on the podcast. Today I have two Links Notes. The first one, the YouTube channel Retro Man Cave is giving away a fully decked out Atari Lynx console, complete with new capacitors and the coveted McWill LCD screen, as part of his T2T or Trash to Treasure giveaway competition. You only have about a week left to enter the sweepstakes as of this recording date, so check out the Lynx links in the show notes for details. The other Lynx note I have is that in about three weeks, on April 21st through 22nd, I will be hosting a display booth at the Vintage Computer Festival Southeast 6.0 at the New Computer Museum of America in Roswell, Georgia. Along with my large Experience the TI-994 a display, I will also have a Look at the Lynx, a smaller display that will showcase the Atari Lynx and its library of games. 
I plan to have two working Atari Lynx 2 consoles from 1991, one of which sports the McWill LCD screen upgrade, and both consoles will be available for hands-on gaming. Additionally, I'll have my collection of over 45 games, all with original manual booklets or posters, and most in original cartons, along with various cases and other add-on accessories. I'll also have Take One handouts outlining the brief history of the Atari Lynx and its legacy. So if you're in the Atlanta area that weekend, please be sure to stop by my booth and say hi, but bring lots of AA batteries if you want to play with the Lynx. I'm just kidding. I will provide the power. sound quality is so good it makes every game seem more realistic Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade listen to feedback I've got a little bit of feedback to go over today on Facebook on March 26th I actually posted this post Zen Yoga, Doe, a deer, a female deer. Con! Please get your feedback in now for episode 04, Gates of Zendokan. Please? Namaste. And I got this comment from Ralph Tribble. Slow but fun shooter with multiple paths and a few Easter eggs. I have the big box version. Always on my playlist whenever I fire up emulators on the big screen. Oh, P.S. Say hi to Bob and Sal for me. My response was, thanks for the feedback, Ralph. Ron Alpert also commented, Great little shooter that was a nice little showpiece for the system when it launched. The evil laughing, eyeball shedding enemy at the beginning was pretty impressive and mood setting. Of course it couldn't hold a candle to contemporaries like R-Type or Gradius, but what was there was certainly cool for a pickup and play portable at the time. Box art is also red and I'd swear that important elements of it were straight ripped from Asteroids box art somewhere. And my comment back to him was, I love, love, love this game, despite its limitations. Thanks for the feedback, Ron. Igor Croman of AtariGamer.com said, It's worth calling out that this game has three different cart types, as well as a big box release, but no blister pack release that I know of. And I commented back, I will certainly mention the cartridge styles and carton sizes. Didn't know that it wasn't released on a blister pack, though. Thanks, Igor. And then Ferg of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast actually submitted a picture of the Asteroids box cover art, and it looks pretty interesting. And he says, Hmm. I commented back, Thanks for bringing this to my attention, Ferg. I just checked the cover art for both Gates of Zendokan and for Asteroids. The ship is exactly the same on both, although the Zendokan ship has been repositioned and enhanced with brighter colors. The backgrounds are completely different. I guess it's obvious what happened. The Asteroids cover artist, Chris Kenyon, built a time machine, flew 12 years into the future, cut the ship from the Zendokan cover art, returned in the time machine back to 1977, and pasted the ship into the asteroid's cover art, passing it off as his own. For shame, Chris Kenyon. Earlier on February 28th, I had posted a picture of my high score on Gates of Zendokan, and I wrote, Two hours after starting what I thought would be just a few minutes of mindless fun with Gates of Zendokan on my Atari Lynx, I have a personal best high score for the game, and a very sore thumb. And that high score was over 127,000 points. Johnny Thomas commented, When I was a kid, I charted out all of the level codes on paper. They form a sort of complex web shape. It's impressive and humorous that the writers would carry the theme to that obscure extent. Then I commented back, 
Do you still have the charts? I would imagine all of my loyal listeners would love to see what you mapped out. Johnny commented back, I believe that I probably do, in fact. It would take some digging to produce it, however. No time right now. If I find it, I'll scan it. Honestly, you could probably find a similar map online already. I'm sure I wasn't the only person to do it. And I commented back, Thanks, Johnny. If you happen upon it, please share it with the rest of the Lynx community. And Ricardo Pipas said, Now this is one title I really enjoy. One of my first pickups when I started collecting the links. 55 games into the collection and counting. Keep up the great work, buddy. Pipes. Over on Twitter, I had a few responses to my tweet. Grrr. Episode 03 Rampage is now available on the Atari Lynx Handicast. Smash, crash, bash. Juan Jose Torres at Minima Express responded, Finally, a new episode. Igor Croman at Atari Gamer wrote, I won't have time to listen to it till the weekend. Also on Twitter, Retro Video Gamer at Retro Gaming RVG was kind enough to send out this tweet. Fans, please check out the new podcast, Link's Handicast. RVG spreading the love yet again, lol. And I said thanks, RVG. Finally on Twitter, Juan Jose Torres at Minima Express said, Have you considered pinning the tweet? With latest podcast episode, took me a while to find it scrolling down in your timeline. And I responded, I will try that. Great suggestion. Thanks. And I actually did that. Thank you very much for that suggestion, Juan. That's it for Twitter. I just noticed this past week that there was an iTunes review for the podcast. It was posted on March 12th by SMB underscore Ryan. I believe that's Ryan Haas. And in his review, he said this. The Atari Lynx Handicast is only a few episodes in, but I can tell it's already turning into something special. If you're a retro gamer who had a Lynx back in the day, or is new to the handheld, like myself, the podcast has something for both audiences. The way Mark is including the community into the podcast is a great way to keep the system alive. And he gave it five stars. Thank you very much, Ryan. Finally, on Atari Age, I posted this. Grr. Episode 03 Rampage is now available for download. Please check it out and let me know what you think. You can listen to the episode here or you can find the Handicast at these locations. And of course, I listed all of them. Also, please get in your feedback as soon as possible for Episode 04 Gates of Zendokan coming out within the next week. Thanks. Turbo Laser Links wrote back, Been waiting for the next episode. Your enthusiasm for the links is contagious. Let's keep the links scene alive. And I wrote back, Sorry this episode came out later than I had planned. Company at home one weekend, then a last minute trip to New York City the next weekend, which meant I had to put the handicast on the back burner. But I hope to make up for it by getting episode 04 Gates of Zendokan out this weekend. Get your feedback in now, and thanks so much for the comments. And that's it for feedback for this episode. Wrapping it up. Well, that's it for my coverage of the Atari Lynx titled Gates of Zendokan. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. In the next episode of the Handicast, I will be covering the game Gauntlet, the third encounter. And if you have any feedback for Gauntlet, please get that feedback to me by April 13th, 2018, so that I can include it on the podcast. Episodes of the Handicast coming up after that include Episode 06, California Games, Episode 07, Fidelity Ultimate Chess Challenge, Episode 08, Xenophobe, Episode 09, Chips Challenge, and Episode 10, Todd's Adventures in Slime World. Join me then, won't you? Leaving so soon?
links are in order for the free music archive, which allows for the song 8-Bit Core by Tagirigus to be used as the opening and closing theme music for the Atari Lynx Handicast under the Creative Commons license. The free music archive also allows for the following songs and artists to be used in this episode. Duck Squeezed by D. Yan Key, Chiefs by Jazar, Scuba by Simon Mathewson, Sweet Passage by Frau Hole, and The Nighties by Lost Clothes. I would also like to thank Ferg of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, Shinto of the Atari Jaguar Game by Game podcast, and Zerby of the many Zerbinator Land podcasts, including the excellent Please Stand By podcast. The help and inspiration that Ferg, Shinto, and Zerbi have provided in my brief podcasting experience are invaluable to me, and I really appreciate it. Finally, I would also like to give my heartfelt thanks to my beautiful wife, Lizzie. She has put up with me and with this strange podcasting thing with the patience of a saint, and I could never fully repay her, but I will definitely try. That's nudge, snap, snap, grin, grin, wink, wink, sign them all. Episodes of the Atari Lynx Handicast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Please take time to leave a review of the Atari Lynx Handycast on Apple Podcasts so that other interested listeners can easily find the Handycast. You can also find the Atari Lynx Handycast on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, and on TuneIn. While you're at it, be sure to check out the Atari Lynx Handycast website at atarilynxhandycast.net. All of the episodes can be found there, including show notes and a list of upcoming episodes. And you can visit the Atari Lynx Handicast blog page at atarilynxhandicast.blogspot.com. Also, you can subscribe to the Atari Lynx Handicast on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash Handicast. And you can follow the Atari Lynx Handicast on Twitter. Just search on Twitter for Lynx Handicast. Finally, you can send Mark Little an email and let him know what you think about any episode of the Atari Lynx Handicast. You can also provide your own feedback about any Atari Lynx games. And you can even suggest future topics or possible interview subjects to future episodes. Or you can just simply say, hi. Just write to him at, mark, at, atarilynxhandicast.net. Thank you, for listening to this episode of the Atari Lynx Handicast. This is Montague Habersham, wishing you a good evening. Go in the gate and you'll be in a nameless, boneless... <laughs> and you Boneless. And you'll be in a nameless bonus stage where you can get all of the power... Where you... Ah... The Atari Lynx Handicast is made possible by a grant from the Telesearch Group and by the generous support of listeners like you. Thank you.